0: Podcasts fall across the net. Recording hour is close, and yet, Googlebot crawls in search of links. The crawl budget strains and starts to shrink, and no new content will be found, so your traffic starts going down. Well, turn to us, worship at our altar, as tonight, I'm joined by Stephanie Walter. But not just two of us, I hear you say. We're also joined by Miriam Gessier, So settle in, fearful listener, as this terrific trio shall frighten, with help from special guests recorded in Brighton. This, the special episode of Search with Candor, the 2022 Halloween Spooktacular. Welcome to the show, everybody. That was the spookiest intro I could come up with. It's a little tribute to Vincent Price and Thriller and all that kind of stuff, and I am your host, as usual, Jack Chambers Award. As I mentioned in the little spooky intro there, I am joined by the one and only Miriam Ziesiang. How are you, Miriam?
1: Bonsoir, Jacques.
0: <laughs> I'm worried. I'm the only non-French speaker here, so I'm worried there's going to be some conversations I don't understand on this episode. <laughs> I haven't studied French in about 15, no, 17 years, something like that, so... Rusty as hell. <laughs> well,
1: you need to be terrified, Dan.
0: <laughs> I, I am appropriately terrified. <laughs> and joining <laughs> Miriam and I, as, as I said at the top of the show, Stephanie Walter. How are you? Welcome to the show.
2: Hey, fine. I got the spookiest voice also. So it's so <laughs> <laughs> We've got For spooky example, voices. Easy. You've got
0: an appropriately spooky microphone. <laughs> You're looking appropriately yeah. spooky. I appreciate it has the effort.
2: Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: got eyes and bats. Miriam, you're a kitsune in your full onesie.
1: Oh, it's tiger. I'm always dressed like it's Halloween. I decided to take a break and go in a very <laughs> kawaii direction.
0: Nice, nice. <laughs> well, folks, as I said, this is our Halloween spooktacular. And as I said, we'll be joined by some people from Brighton because Miriam and I, when we were in Brighton SEO earlier on this month, we were running around with hot pink microphones recording things and getting people's seo horror stories so essentially this is going to work in two parts we're going to start off with a lot of kind of recaps and a little bit of like intros and stuff like that for these recordings it's a whole host of guests there's like 15 16 17 different people across the entire seo industry ppc industry and digital marketing in general plenty of people you've heard of some of them you haven't who deserve more exposure so there you go it's going to be a cavalcade of guests and then we will also dive into some link building horror stories as well because oh boy there's a lot of them around and <laughs> stephanie i think you have experienced a fair few of them yourself <laughs> very directly Yeah. <laughs> so we will be diving into those in a bumper super episode of halloween spooktacular hopefully the first annual maybe we do this again next year right that's the plan we'll reconvene every year we'd
1: love to be your scream queens
2: you are
0: officially the search for the candle like scream queens Bovins,
2: you know <laughs> Every year, in the dark, in the night.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Introducing some of the Brighton SEO recordings. And uh, yeah, like I said, we've got a whole host of different people. And I will start off with the man who sponsors this podcast, no less. Steve Payne from Systrix. Talking about an intricate web of internal links, lies, keep haunting, poor Steve Payne. Hello Steve, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Just getting my 10th cup of tea of the day. Nice, off to a good start. Do you have any SEO horror stories you would like to share with the Search With
3: Candor listeners? Well, I don't do just SEO, I measure SEO. Uh, yeah. I do SEO data, I've seen a lot of horror stories. Steve, uh, Zara Home, okay. who every season when the new home stuff, homeware stuff comes in, they change all <laughs> their internal linking to promote the new stuff, so, you've got this this sort of zigzag effect every six <laughs> months. I first looked at the graphs, like, what the hell? It was seasonal stuff. They're nice. just promoting. So, that's my horror story. Spooky.
0: Don't fully restructure your website every season, basically. Exactly.
1: So, you would call that a haunting, right? Yeah. It keeps recurring.
0: Oh. Oh. Categorizing ah, the horror ah. stories. I appreciate being on theme there, Miriam. Yeah, nice, nice, nice.
1: Well, thank you very much. Yes. I would love to say that Steve Payne has the perfect last name to. Open this ball.
0: (laughs) Pain by name and pain by nature. True, true. Well, thank you, Steve, for allowing us to regale your seasonal, again, seasonal, appropriate with Halloween there as well. Talking about seasonal linking and things like that. Keeping us on theme. Definitely, I'll hand over to you for the next one.
2: (laughs) Yeah, so next one is Lydia Infante from Sanity, and she's talking about the job uh, scheme occurs one million clicks murdered. Oh. So it's a
1: murder <laughs> story. Stephanie, it's, it's not hmm. one million, it's actually 14 million. Th- ah, no, th-
2: 14 million. <laughs> Sorry. I,
0: Even more. I didn't
1: make glasses. 10 million murder more yay (laughs) we love your energy keep up that enthusiasm and if you want to know more about i'm all for murdering
2: clicks
1: (laughs) pro click murder i see i see and video actually does have a very very big horror story for you and i think you will love hearing about it because it's not happening
4: to you
0: Hello, Lydia Infante, how are you?
4: Hello, Jack. I'm all right. Congratulations on the recent wedding. Thank you. Um, I believe I deserve congratulations for not being hungover today.
0: Yes, yeah, well done. That is an
4: accomplishment.
0: You were sat next to me last night. We we were (laughs) drinking a fair amount. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Thanks I, for the I people. always Wix finally, in the Wix booth right now.
4: Yay, Wix! <laughs> we love Wix. We love
0: Wix. Yes. So I'm here to ask: Do you have any SEO horror stories you would like to share?
4: I do. A while back, I was working for a household name of American career website, okay. um, and they had all of their job postings on their root domain with all the job schema for Google, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I warned them that wa- that was a high risk because any penalty on their job section was gonna like affect the entire domain. We worked through some ideas on data validation. They had some spammy job postings that were paid um, and for different business reasons, they wouldn't remove them. So we included like some validation ideas. Finally, their engineering team decided to postpone that. This was June 2021 when Google decided that a penalty to your job sections to one of the jobs um, schema was applied to the entire thing. Lovely. And their website dropped. They lost about 14 million clicks. Per 14 month. million!
0: Jesus Christ. Yes. Wow.
4: That is my horror story.
0: <laughs> that sounds pretty horrifying to me. <laughs> it is. And I had
4: like the most gorgeous, beautiful content strategy for them, just ready to go. Um, and they complained that it didn't rank. Oh, and I'm like,
0: what a coincidence.
4: Yes, I can think of why. <laughs> but uh, I did love working with them. I did not appreciate being thrown under the bus yeah, after that happened. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she did actually text me afterwards saying, oh my God, I have so many horror stories to share with you. So I feel like we may even have to get Lydia as a, as a fourth witch in this coven to join us and maybe next year and regale us with other horror stories. Initiation.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: we will grow the coven <laughs> uh, next up we have a classic back in the dot com era from the one and only Mr. Dixon Jones from Majestic it is the ancient curse of Boo.com the love child of the internet gets no indexed
1: just so you know I think Boo.com is just like Mr. Steve Payne such an appropriate topic tonight <laughs>
0: perfect domain right Mm. (laughs) the spookiest of domains
1: absolutely
0: (laughs) hello dixon jones from majestic how are you you? i'm very well thank you nice to finally meet you have been using Majestic for basically my entire SEO career, so that's exciting.
3: Good man. We, we've, always, <laughs> we've always loved you for that. You know?
0: <laughs> so I'm here to ask, do you have any SEO horror stories you would like to share I with do. the world?
3: I do. This, is, this one goes back about 20 years. Oh, so, okay. Uh, it was uh, in the old first, school first OG old school, SEO horror It was horror the first dot-com boom, and uh, i just started up an agency at the time, which is still still going today. I'm not I'm not part of it anymore. But <laughs> se- apparently, 17 people of receptional are here somewhere. I've nice. yet to spot them. The first .dot com boom was just about to go bust, and there was literally Boo.com. They were the the love you know, the, the love child of the internet. Frankly, <laughs> they had all the money. They held this amazing website that was actually, you know, working. You know, with with moving pictures and everything. Nice. You know, but unfortunately, everyone had still a very slow internet at the time. Was paying by the minute. They, they were the first ones to really crash and, and they you know hit the headlines and went, went, uh, went down with a big bang and really with the start of the dot-com the crash. So the day that they went down, I had a look at the source code on their website and the day that they went down, the meta index said, no index, no follow on the whole thing. Jesus. So that was my horror story. <laughs> Boo.com never, never allowed the search engines to look at their Interesting. content. Interesting. Do you
0: know why? Any ideas?
3: I imagine Somebody it's just the same as I, the wrong I, box. I. I imagine it's the same as. Uh, well, I, I think right back back then, there's other one of two reasons. Uh, one is no one ever turned it off. You know, <laughs> oh, we better keep it off until we think the yeah, site's yeah. right, and the site was never right until the day they went bankrupt. But I suspect more likely. Uh, it was early days and they hadn't understood the power of a search engine and they said we don't want to give our content to a, a third party, it's our content, we want people to come to our website to see it. They understood really that, you know, you've got to have it indexed before Fair you enough. get yeah, to a search yeah. engine. So I don't know the underlying reason and <laughs> there was no one left in the company to find out. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you very much.
1: And coming up next, we have arnold Hellman with Invasion of the mutant parameters, find out what happens, (laughs) will they take over the internet?
0: Hello, Arno Hellman, how are you? Oh, well, thank you, Jack. We've talked about you on the show before. I know we spelled your name wrong in the transcript. I know, I know. I had to go and and correct it. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) yeah. That was an auto transcript. I didn't write that for the record, but I did correct it. Oh, and now yeah. I will always remember your name.
5: <laughs> Which is a good thing, right? So <laughs> yeah, you
0: always exactly. need to... Uh, made a name for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Well... well. <laughs> so, I'm here to talk about SEO horror stories. You started talking about migrations very briefly there. Something we've talked about quite a lot on the show before. and I think I, it's quite a common place I, for horror stories, right?
5: It is, it is. And um, we've all seen them, right? Yeah. Uh, not having 301 redirects or leaving the no index on the robots.txt, uh, like all of those. Um, but I actually want to talk about something which is an SEO horror story, Okay. but in a different way. So I got in uh, at a, a big, big company, can't name names, but... We don't um, have to name names, no. it's fine, it's fine. And basically, it was an 850-page website, right? Okay, yeah. Guess how many pages were in the index? Uh,
0: less than 100. Way higher. Oh, wow, okay. How many? Uh ten thousand. A hundred thousand.
5: Almost a million.
0: Wow, okay.
5: So imagine having a website with eight, nine hundred pages, having nine hundred and seventy-five thousand <laughs> index pages <laughs> nice. in in the search engine. What happened was they started using parameters. Oh they right. They were okay. using Adobe, right. Uh, link attribution, which essentially means that every link on the website gets attributed yeah, yeah, yeah. something in in a parameter. They just didn't put canonicals in. Right. Brilliant. So what did the SEO agency do? What you do to stop this from growing? You put a rule in the robots.txt. Yeah. And then you put the canonical in. And then what you should do is remove the rule from the robots.txt. Yeah.
0: They didn't do they that. They just left it there, okay.
5: So what happened was the main navigation was was internally linking, but all the in-context links were, they had a tracking parameter. Right. And as such, it broke the internal linking structure. <laughs> Excellent. So I removed that rule, or I got a developer to remove it. So the SEO agency calls me and said, you. You, you should not touch that uh, and I said well I just did a week <laughs> later we had an increase of 12% in organic traffic wow in a week <laughs> <laughs> just by fixing just basically by getting Google to recrawl yeah. all those internal links yeah um, and the pages in the index it shrunk all the way down to a few thousand which was fine <laughs> yeah um, but but Imagine my surprise when you do a crawl looking at 900 pages and then 900,000 go, going <laughs> site semicolon brand name and go, fuck me! That's almost <laughs> a million pages in the index. That was I don't know if it's a horror story, but I think there is a moral to the story. Yeah, definitely. Um, and that is that robots.txt. You need to understand what it yeah. does. Yeah. Um, and you also need to understand that if you prevent Google from recrawling those URLs they will stay in there forever and you're basically internally competing with yourself Yeah. because every page is in there tons of time yeah. this only happens with massive websites right because you need a lot of uh, authority to yeah. be able to get this but I think that was a, an interesting horror story <laughs> and, a, and a quick fix
0: yeah right um, but you said a, a week later yeah nice yeah, yeah. so awesome. that was it Thank you very much. By reproducing in the millions, in the hundreds of
1: thousands. Ooh.
2: Then we have to kill them. Yeah. Exactly. You are
1: very <laughs> pro murder tonight.
2: It's Halloween. We can resurrect them tomorrow. It's fine.
1: It's true. We do have that option. But I want to move on <laughs> to another element that is, to me at least, Halloween all year round and it has been so for quite a few decades what am i talking about well florida man so our very old florida man kyle place from wix has his headline yes it was bound to happen florida man finds porn online by accident we are going mm-hmm. to use air quotes here Oh, don't specify where you put the air quotes. Let <laughs> everyone have fun with that one.
0: Hello, Kyle Place from Wix. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? All right, thanks. How's
6: Brighton SEO been for you so far? I'm loving every second of it. Did you enjoyed the party last night? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pre, pre-conference, during the conference, during the party. It was too much fun. Nice, <laughs>
0: nice. Well, I'm here to talk about SEO horror stories. You titillated me with a potential horror story just now.
6: I think it might work. I think it might work. <laughs> Maybe not safe for work, but it might work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, content warning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Must be over 18. <laughs> OK, so I used to work uh, before Wix, where I currently work. I worked for an agency. You know, the work week ends on Thursday in Israel. Oh, it, it was like it's Sunday through Thursday. Right, so it was right. The, it was Thursday at like 5 PM. Wow. And I should have been getting offline. And I was doing a site search, trying to find like, uh, I don't know, a related blog for an internal link or something like this. And when I did like the site search and their name.com and then I put like the keyword and I misspelled it. Right. And I misspelled it into something that was like not safe for work. Okay. 18 plus, yeah. And I accidentally stumbled across hundreds of pages through a vulnerability. In oh, JavaScript, interesting. OK. And they had a porn hack and just pages after pages <laughs> after pages. And I had to like no one was answering on, on the slack with this client. Except for the CEO. So I had to go directly to the CEO. Nice. He had to pull in a developer. And we spent like the next couple hours like fixing it, manually removing <laughs> all of them, trying to figure out what caused it. And uh, and needless to say, I didn't end work at 5 o'clock like I wanted to that day. <laughs> so it went on for hours and hours into the night. But in the end, we got it. They were thankful. Nice. I was thankful. It was an embarrassing story of how I found it. <laughs> but uh, it worked out in the end. Did
0: you find what the fix was? Did you manage
6: to work yeah, it Yeah, they... Had- <laughs> It was, the structure of the site wasn't set up as securely as it should have been. Right. Um, So it wasn't an SEO thing, but we found it. And they were extremely grateful because their developers should have found this. Yeah. It looked good on us. Yeah, definitely. It made us closer. (laughs) So in the end, we won. (laughs) Nice, nice.
0: (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you, man. Next up, we have the one and only Billy Gina Hyde from Salt talking about all categories get massacred by JavaScript. 3,000 products falling out of the index. Hey, Billy Gina, how are you?
7: Hey, Jack, I'm good. How are you? Uh,
0: all right, thanks. Yeah, it's been a busy day at Brighton SEO. You've done a talk today. How did that go?
7: It went really well, thank you very much.
0: And you had some issues with slideshow templates, though, right?
7: Yes, so I got my uh, slides design from somewhere online and uh, decided to revert back to that template just for some of the headings some
0: like layers coming back from the past to haunt you almost yeah yeah well let's talk about haunting let's talk about template horror in fact there's a little segue for the podcast do you have an seo horror story for us
7: absolutely i do it's very very scary (laughs) So I used to work with a client who was undergoing a big template migration. Um, it, they were doing up their categories, their product pages, everything was changing just very slightly. And on all of their category pages, they decided to dynamically pull through the products through JavaScript and managed to do all of their links without using a tags. Lovely. And so. Uh, good 300,000 products oh, fell out of the index.
0: Excellent. Lovely. How did you fix that? Were you the one to find it? Was there a process of reviewing it with the client and the developers and being like, uh-oh. Uh,
7: yes. So originally I found it because I was doing a site wall crawl and I was ah. like, why did we not find any products? <laughs> um, and then I did a quick site command search. It was like, well, this is significantly less Uh, Found the issue, um, took it to the developer, and it took us about five months to get it fixed.
0: Five months. Mm. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Well, that is a horror story and a half. Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) No problem. That's painful. Um, Can you hear the sound the loss of revenue is making? (laughs) Yes, you can feel it. Usually the way the sounds is... um, and it goes crescendo up until you reach 3,000 decibels. <laughs>
2: <laughs> kind of banshee, you know, like, yeah. Yes, absolutely. Perfect.
1: And <clears throat> Jack, you and I have to talk about a of search.
0: We certainly do. And this is kind of our origin story, right? This is how you and I met for the first time, Miriam.
1: <laughs> yes. So this is not a story I'm necessarily... Comfortable telling, but it's the perfect night and it's the perfect guest. <laughs> Stéphanie, I know that we have been attending conferences together, but you have never seen that side of me. When I attended my first ever SEO conference, we went on a mission to find a bald white man in tech and to make things took you five minutes? Well, yes. Actually, it took me five seconds to find one, but it may not have been necessarily (laughs) the right one. It's thick. It's like finding a needle (laughs) in a haystack. Okay. And the person I was seeking turned out to be Jack's boss. That's how we met. The problem is Adam Gent, so our Gent of search, was a witness to my one and only failure. (laughs) I will let Jack take over slightly and tell his version of the story
0: so i'm sat there playing i think playing street fighter while they have the little retro gaming corner at brighton seo and uh, at the time unknown woman to me runs up shoves a phone in my, my boss's face and says is this you with a picture of his twitter <laughs> profile picture and we both look and we go yeah i think so wow <laughs> oh, i've been searching for you and i was like well, there's a lot of bald white guys around here <laughs>
1: And indeed, indeed, as soon as I stepped out to start this mission, I ended up on a bald white guy. So I go up to him rather confidently, but I know it's not Mark. I can tell. However, he is indeed very white and very bald. I do not want to miss my shot. So I walk up to him (laughs) and all that I can come up with is, you're not Mark, are you? To which he replies, no, I am not. I'm like, oh, and then I move on. And I'm thinking to myself, (laughs) it doesn't matter. Nobody knows who I am. Nobody will remember. Mm -hmm. Adam was there before you, Jack. And Adam had been telling everyone who would listen the story of this woman walking up to a bald man going, you're not Mark, are you? And walking off. So, imagine. It's my time to leave the conference. I'm confident nobody remembers this. I sit down next to a friend of mine, Jamie, who attended the conference, and Jamie Indigo starts telling me the story about a woman looking for Mark, <laughs> a bald man. And I look at her and I'm like, do Oops. I have Alzheimer's? <laughs> Did I tell you this story? Because I don't think I would tell you. And she goes, Oh, that's you? No, Adam Gent told me. So I went, Who is Adam Gent? And can he please forget everything about this? Turns out, <laughs> I come back to Brighton. I'm invited for the keynote, and Jack is interviewing people. <laughs> and I see Adam Gent before me. And I go, Oh, oh, Adam, I know who you are. He's like, I know who you are too, Miriam. I'm like, Oh, oh, no, you remember. Okay, then. We shall face this. And now it's
0: told (laughs) on a podcast and will be immortalized forever on the internet. So everyone knows, Damir. I
1: need people to know this, though. I am able to have a 50% success rate out of a sample of two bald white men at a conference, a tech conference. I think...
0: Out of, like, hundreds of bald white men at that conference as well, probably. Yes,
1: I think that... <laughs> yeah, that's not bad. No, I think I am basically giving a run for Google Lens' money. Like, yeah. <laughs> Human versus machine.
0: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, when you did come over and say hello in Brighton, I was actually interviewing Adam for this very story where Adam <laughs> tells about a cursed code base that was sent by Post... <laughs>
2: This one is amazing.
0: Hello, Adam Gent. How are you? Hello, Jack. You're just saying you've had a nice dinner, you're you're going back early. Digital
8: Marketing Union, um, who I highly recommend. Dan White, who runs it, is brilliant. Shout out to Dan White. Shout out to Dan White. Yeah, had a lovely meal last night with a few people. Yeah, and it's been been a really good experience so
0: far. Nice. Well... Should we get into some horror stories? This is for the Halloween episode, yes. after all. Yes, so that's, that's And you horror. said, ooh, I've got a good one as soon as I, I asked. I
8: do. So, um, I've me. mentioned this on Twitter a little bit, but maybe, but maybe <laughs> people haven't seen it. So I worked at um, Solder Agency back, back a few years ago um, in the north, and we're very technical focused. And the brand we were working with was working with a particular development agency, who I won't name, but they weren't very good, basically. <laughs> um and a common theme of, I
0: won't <laughs> name the development <laughs> I won't name people. The people. <laughs> um,
8: so Basically, we we gained access to certain backend systems, and they basically told us, that the, the client, and us that they were parting ways. That was it, because we, we basically got a new development agency sorted anyway. Right. But we had to get access to the code base to, for the new development agency to make changes and do the things, do yep. the SEO things. They sent it to us via USB stick. Excellent. Via second class post.
0: Not recorded. Not tracked. to so. us.
8: Not the client. Brilliant. <laughs> and basically, yeah, we for several days we couldn't. Nobody could get access. <laughs> <laughs> and wow. I, I think the 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 horror story is is just, just be careful who you give access to your or or has control over your website because. Yeah. They might send it via second class post <laughs> in a USB stick. By the way, this wasn't a long time ago. This was like four or five years ago when you had we could still make changes without sending stuff via hardware. Anyway, um, yeah, that's the that's my horror story. Just be careful. The technical guys we were like they were super confused why they were sending it via second class post. Yeah, I've never I've never seen that, but. Maybe that is maybe that is an efficient way. Maybe I do not <laughs> maybe, know anything maybe about cram- maybe code maybe bases or how they work. Is- I don't think that you send code bases for a second class post. I maybe I maybe I'm, that's maybe best I'm wrong. Maybe I'm maybe maybe that, <laughs> maybe I've learned a hor- the, the horror is I don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> the horror is
0: the lessons we learned along
8: the way. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yeah,
0: exactly. Yes, that's that's my story. Awesome. Thank
1: you, Adam. No worries. It's worse. It's worse than you think. Because the timeline is very recent it's not an ancient story it's very recent
2: oh don't worry it happened to me it's like i worked in a company where you had like um the network discs they were called ndc letters and they're like oh we have to put the call of tender can you put it on cd CD, like CD ROM, you know. I'm like, I can't find the network uh, just that says CD. <laughs> and my boss comes like, no, CD, actually. <laughs> CD. I am like, what? We're going to send them a CD. Not even a USB, USB stick. A CD. I'm like, who can even read those? No. <laughs> so, you know, and yeah, we send them by, email, by, by mail, like the post mail. So, was three, three years ago or something. So now I'm not surprised at all. Actually. See, I
1: confidently <laughs> tell people, yes, I will, and I will fax it to you. Find me a fax first. <laughs> so next one
2: is uh, Shen Fleming from Modern Milkman, and I'll have to Google that because I love the name. <laughs> and the title I have is,
1: questions.
2: <laughs> yeah, the title is Attack of the Evil Doppelganger. An e commerce horror story. Ta-ta-ta. It's the milkman.
0: <laughs> hey, Sean Fleming, how are you? I'm very well. How are you doing? All right, thanks. Yeah. We're in the middle of Brighton SEO. We're in a quiet corner. But one thing I'd like to learn from you, Sean, is an SEO horror story.
9: I mean, where to start? Um, uh, yeah. That's a, okay, that's this a good one is <laughs> migration led with a subpar development partner developing that new website. And essentially, the way they structured the URLs was that for every product page and for every path, it duplicated that product page across all the different various site categories, yeah. which they didn't tell us about until sort post-launch. This wasn't in the pre-production of environment. Course. This was just in live, and they couldn't explain why. And it was just like, at what, at what point do you go, okay, well, I've done my due diligence. How do I tell the client they just spent tens of thousands of, thousands of pounds on a, a website that's going to roll back about three years' worth of progress? Oh, Luckily, they... We had good standing with them, and they just they tore this agency apart. but at this point it's kind of there's too much momentum now they They can't, <laughs> they can't roll it back because' it's, the key stakeholders are very happy with this website because they don't know shit <laughs> you know they, they're very happy. Um, so we, as soon as you just had to like identify every single instance where there was a new site category because it they just, it just generated loads of like random like color filters, like, like fasted navigation on steroids, like creating actual page paths products that sit within them yeah. and then that product because it, it was a telecoms client uh, okay. so the handset pages were incredibly important for visibility like most of their traffic coming in through like the iPhones mm. you know the product level stuff so that was <laughs> unpicking that I actually I actually left the agency not because of that project, but like just left after it. project yeah it was just sort of like okay <laughs> like three years was, was enough for me and then they'll lump with that I didn't have to do anything to solve nice. that problem I still feel bad that I, like, I left that point, but it is what it is, you know. So, yeah, I'm not going to name names, but I think anyone who's worked with me recognizes my name will know exactly who I'm talking about and my feelings on said subject. So, yeah, that was, uh, I think it was the big one. The big one. The first migration I was ever really properly involved with oh, as well. Lovely. So, yeah, a doozy.
1: So, shall we talk about one unexpected horror story? <laughs> this one is from our very own John, oh wait, how do you pronounce that? Is that Milieu? Is that Mueller? Is that Mueller? <laughs> so I would say Muller Müller. Ah uh-huh. that, that's German. We, we had Müller. We had a um, Twitter poll and it turns out that people just refuse Mueller at all costs, but are sponsoring Milieu. Let's see High Rules. Oh yes! You look shocked, Stephanie. So in French? I had Americans tell me that French word, so I don't think they sounded out the way we would. So John said that Google has horror stories too, and the best horror stories are like vampires. You can't see the reflection. So Google may be owning up to a few horror stories here. I highly recommend you listen to that one.
10: I, I mean, Google has a share of SEO mistakes too. What is the most hilarious mistake? the most hilarious mistake. I, I think the hilarious mistakes are the ones that people don't notice like that don't end up on podcasts or <laughs> on blogs.
11: What I'm hearing is you're giving us an exclusive.
10: No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I mean we've we've had the same issues that all of the SEOs have like random no index on on home pages. Uh, missing canonicals, uh, things like URL parameters accidentally being indexed, and then you search for some random keyword and you kind of click on the link and it's like, oh, your site is not verified because some site was attached to the URL. It's like all all of the usual SEO things, like there's no, I don't know, secret thing on Google's side that's like <laughs> all of Google's content will always be ranking perfectly because it's, it's normal web pages and it ranks the same way as every other web page. So there's no secret list. There's no secret list.
1: So, so I can't make it on the list.
10: No, no.
0: If anyone will make it on the list, it will be you, Miriam, of course. Thank
1: you, thank you. Well, thank you very much.
0: John kept it very close to his chest, but he almost admitted Google mistakes. Almost.
1: No, he did admit Google makes mistakes. He just refuses to tell you which ones.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, technically. Yeah, that's a start. Technically, isn't that what we all do in SEO?
0: Refuse to admit mistakes.
1: (laughs) No, because you have a great relationship with that client. So let's frame it a different way, of course. Okay, next one is brought by
2: Andy Jarvis, and we called it Pardon My French, but
1: it's good hygiene. (laughs) We're not telling you more. Andy was the
0: only person who actually spoke to you in French, right, Miriam?
1: Yes, so I walked (laughs) up to Andy, and I was like, bonjour, and he was like, bonjour. (laughs) Then he proceeded (laughs) to tell me a horror story that genuinely made me cringe, and I'm not going to tell you more. You have to listen to that one. Bonjour.
12: Bonjour, ça va?
1: Oui. You need to tell us your SEO horror story.
12: My SEO horror story? Uh, (laughs) Oh, right, okay. Uh, My number one SEO horror story was...
1: You have such a faraway look.
12: I'm just trying to think of something that... um, (laughs) I once described SEO to a client. Because he came in and he said... We don't need SEO doing because our web development agency's done it. And you're like, okay, that's, that's all right. But what do you mean they've done it? And then he explained that they'd have done something. I don't know what it Maybe installed Yoast or whatever. Yes. So I was like, oh. so, so scratching around trying to find a way to describe SEO with him that would help him understand that um, your SEO isn't done, the best I could come up with was like, SEO's like the washing up. You might have done it now but later in the day you've got more dishes to do and then you have to wash them up again and then the next day you have more dishes to do. So you might think you've done them, but you've still got more to do. And he just looked at me sagely and went quiet for a minute and went, mm-hmm. thanks then, and walked out of the room <laughs> and that was it. I never saw the man again. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. that,
1: that, I did not foresee that one. <laughs> not me
12: either, but hey, it looks, so don't ever, ever consider describing SEO as like the washing up because it's a really shit description.
1: Thank you. I have nothing to add. I could not say this one. There's nothing. There's no coming back. Happy this. to
12: be of
0: service. Thank you. I think I've ever seen you like lost words, Miriam. You're usually very talkative and able to just kind of bounce off people and stuff. But you literally say, I have no words. I, d- I don't know how to react.
1: <laughs> I still don't.
0: <laughs> Next up, we have the wonderful Crystal Carter from Wix. And this is a rich snippets apocalypse. Roll it
1: back now. And if you don't know what this reference is, I highly recommend you consult um, the arcane movies made by the wonderful Arnold Schwarzenegger. And if you want to know what this has to do with the lovely Crystal, you need to listen in. You will find out.
11: I'm Crystal Carter. I am the head of SEO communications at Wix. Okay, so I had one. Where the client, um, where I was just going about my business, and I was on the school run, and I had um, I had an app that was like a, an app that would tell you if you had errors on your site, and the app sent me a notification saying saying that, um, that, that there were 500 errors on the on the on the website, and I was like, hey there devs, hey like I'm literally on the school run, I was like I'm getting like a lot of 500 errors, like like over 100 all for the blog pages, and they were like, no no it's fine, I was like I just checked it and it's not, and they and they were like no it's fine. And they were like, "Oh, we um, we updated the we updated the," um, and uh, no, no, they were saying they were saying, "Oh, we made an update that you that you asked for." I was like, "I didn't ask for this. Roll it back." And they were like, "What?" And they were like, "Roll it back now." And basically, it took us a couple of days to actually get it to get it fixed. But basically, it was a couple of days where like where like the all the blogs were just off because they had had done it wrong and I just watched all my feature snippets like just go. Like and I was just and I'd worked so hard for all these feature snippets and I watched them all just disappear. Like because Google couldn't call and Google's like, so this page is not a thing. I was like, oh my God. So that was exhausting and that was a horror story. No, this was not Wix, this was not Wix. This was a different one. This is when I was client side, I should say that. Oh my gosh, this, thank you for clarifying. So this was not Wix, this was the client side, but yeah.
1: So, Wix is bad at SEO. <laughs> no, Wix is fantastic at SEO.
11: Wix is fantastic at SEO. Take it all back, delete it.
1: <laughs> Incredible,
11: like no, turn it on.
1: I can take over and talk to you about Malcolm Slade from Creative Race. This is the thing. We have two alternate titles for this one. Because I grew up in the U.S., and I have a very American reference for this. Should we TP the index? The answer is yes. (laughs) If you don't know what TP means, please go on YouTube. Don't Google it. You will see and find out. My brother, upon moving, oh, he loved that tradition. He really went all out with the toilet paper on the house. And... Malcolm had a bit of an issue like this but mm, he suffered the consequences and if we're going international let's keep it seasonal to go with your pumpkin spice latte Stephanie. Pumpkin guts spewing thousands of rubbish URLs on a Friday.
0: Well it's Friday morning how are you feeling Malcolm Slade?
13: I'm quite tired to be honest I'm on the back end of covid or like two weeks ago so i'm still in that exhausted phase lovely Um, yeah so quite tired but it's great to be here in brighton and being relaxed it's nice yeah yeah i'm pretty relaxed yeah yeah, it's good you're
0: looking snazzy by the way appreciate the waistcoat looking good
13: i like to put a bit of effort in
0: so I'm here to ask you about an SEO horror story for our Halloween episode. You did tweet at us saying did, yeah. I've got a good horror story, yeah. so I'm intrigued straight away. So
13: picture, if you will, um, a Saturday morning. Okay. Saturday, Saturday morning. Um, I've got a young family. Um, they're still in bed. I'm uh, I'm down on downstairs on my own. That nice peaceful place. Sweet, so that you know, that yeah, sweet yeah, moment of peace before yeah, it all kicks off. Yeah, not get it as yeah. a parent. Um, my phone's on the couch, um, sort of thing, and I just happened to glance at it. Uh, and uh, I'm not a big advocate of, you know, constantly checking your work emails and stuff. But there was an email waiting for me, so I'm like, "Oh, okay." I will just happen to look at it, uh, and it's a message from Google. Nice. Um, saying, um, "I think you work with this client. Um, are you aware they've just no-indexed their whole website?" Oh, and nice. Is, and this is literally That's not very nice a, of Google yes, to let you know. Yeah, yeah. This is nine o'clock on Saturday morning, right? And um, big. Big OTA, big. I won't I won't, won't, say names. With, like with, I've stuff. heard
0: some horror stories of a lot of like banking companies and right, stuff like yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. This, this, big, big, big websites.
13: <laughs> yeah, this is a uh, big, lots of money going through constant nice. traffic. Nice. So um, I'm like, oh crap, what's happened? <laughs> um, and I traced it. So what had happened was I, um, I'd done a session with them and explained to them about um, how they were surfacing Many millions of URLs to Google that were rubbish, absolute garbage. You know, standards kind of like search parameters, etc., etc., etc. So I built a whole system for them and uh, did all the pseudo for it. Talked to the developers. You know, I'm, I'm technical SEO at heart, so I, I did all the due diligence to build this system that would allow them to control what they were surfacing to Google. Um, they we implemented it. We test it, tested it to the high heaven on a on a staging environment. Everything perfect. Okay. So um, far, so good. Yeah sods law they made the decision to roll it out on a friday uh, of um, which you should never roll out
0: 4pm on friday yeah, yeah. top, top <laughs> tip just don't do it you're
13: going to ruin someone's weekend and what happened was um they built this thing in staging as an almost a new thing so when they moved the changes over to live they they had like a binary field that said should this should these things be indexed or no index simple right. simple thing yeah. you know if it's a, a positive add the no index ta- oh, sorry don't don't add the no it's tag, it's indexable yep. if it's negative don't so when they moved it across you end up in a situation where um, there were fi- there were records that they'd added this field to that didn't have a value so what is in effect nan so not right, not, not right, a right. number so in a database you know not plus not positive or negative so the system took that as negative by default, right. which was no, which was don't no index, index. Right. so when they rolled it out and didn't take into account like how it would react with the home page, category pages and all that kind of stuff, because we'd only really tested it within the thingy, they, had, they applied the no index tag to every Excellent. page of the website. Now, that's
0: what you want, default no index, that's just yeah, what you need. but
13: it was nice because Google had, I get the feeling that Google must monitor a certain level of big, website, big web, right. yeah, yeah, because yeah. these are big websites yeah. that, have, that have surfaced a lot on, on, um, on Google, so it was nice to get that email, um, but it also meant that I had to literally spend the whole weekend phoning people oh and trying to, get, trying to get it resolved. And even then, it took, um, even though I've identified the problem, built a solution, um, it still took another week for them to eventually resolve it. Oh and by then, their visibility had tanked and wow. I had to go through the whole process of resubmitting pages wow. and, you know, you could only do 10 the a day. The re- whole yeah, recovery process. Yeah, and it was absolutely horrible. And 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 not and something that could have easily been avoided yeah. by just thinking about it a bit broader. But that was like, yeah, that genuinely ruined my weekend and I wish no one yeah, going through that Yeah, ruining pain. your weekend, yeah. I think,
0: is a good SEO horror story. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> awesome, well, thank you very much. You're very welcome.
2: The scary part is not even the pumpkin guts, it's the Friday. <laughs> yes.
1: Because, <laughs> you know, you'll have to work all the weekend long, like, no. I'm a consultant. I'm a consultant. As a consultant? Yes, this means that Fridays, I'm off. I'm preemptively blocking an email saying, I don't respond to emails until Monday. Lucky you. It's not luck, yep. it's guts.
0: Pumpkin guts.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, next one is uh, Andrew Optimizing. Internet Explorer zombies, guys, rest in peace, Internet Explorer.
0: Good morning, Optimizee, How are you?
14: Hello, Jack. I'm very well, thanks.
2: It's uh, been a
0: been a bright SEO so far. How's it been for you? It's, it's been a time.
14: Uh, I was moderating yesterday, so I have the
0: day off today. So oh, I'm just, nice. I'm just
14: enjoying the congratulations. Which is
0: nice. I, I saw some good reviews of your moderating on Twitter. Yeah, my mum was very very supportive. <laughs> well, you said you had quite a few SEO horror stories. Can you narrow it down to one? For I'm still us on the scarred podcast? by many of
14: them. Um, <laughs> probably some I can repeat. Uh, we were just talking about one where uh, my old boss, like the, the boss's boss's boss, like who, the person who had the corner office, in the <laughs> very important person, would often come to me and complain as the digital person that things didn't work, and it was too big, too small, the wrong colour, didn't fit the screen, like she couldn't work out how anything works. The flash is not work. We were looking at it <laughs> for ages and rebuilding things and like going through the code hand by like piece by piece. Couldn't work out why it was still a problem. I had to then it go into her corner office. This is many years I was very intimidated, like, you know, <laughs> knocking on the door very politely, shuffling in, I'm very you know, very sorry, could could I have a look at your screen to see what you're seeing? She was viewing the whole site in IE7. Nice. Um, which as most people know, IE7 is a piece of shit. The browser's awful, nothing, w- <laughs> nothing works. So unsurprisingly, all our websites looked awful in them. Um, but she was of a different generation, so she had just got her laptop out of the box and used the stuff that came by default. But yeah, so I, I then had to explain to her that like, it was fine, that she was in the less than 1% of our audience, and that uh, it was okay.
0: Nice. Well, did she choose Firefox or Chrome
14: or? I downloaded Firefox for okay. her at the time. Um, yeah Chrome is still in its infancy <laughs> it was painful that's the days wasted trying to chase IE7 issues
0: how long did you redesign and tweak and all that we, kind of stuff? We, like?
14: Like, literally three me and two colleagues spent a day trying wow. to work out why this is a problem just People go and look at the screen the idea that, <laughs> oh, okay the, the problem is you nice user
0: experience <laughs> user problem human error yeah nice Awesome. Well, thank
1: you very much. Thank you. I'm thinking that it wasn't necessarily Internet Explorer that was quite undead. There's someone else trying to resurrect it that may have been the zombie all alone.
0: <laughs> His boss was some kind of, like, necromancer trying to <laughs> resurrect <laughs> Internet Explorer.
2: Yes. He lit the
1: black candle. You shouldn't have done that. Ooh, there's a Hocus Pocus 2 reference here.
0: Ah. Yay.
1: First one to,
2: uh, also. I think it's the same. First yeah. and uh, second is a black candle. I think that
1: um you can't go wrong with a black candle.
0: Just in general, in life.
1: In life, but if you need
2: to resurrect someone, I
1: think. Um yes, we need an we we need an emergency black candle, Jack. So maybe we need to find a way to expense it
0: (laughs) i will ask mark very nicely (laughs) we can buy some black candles for next year
1: (laughs) do not give him any context
0: (laughs) next up we have the wonderful sarah mcdowell from captivate and sarah tells the story of the dead buried and bandaged up a mummified episode of podcast outreach hello sarah mcdowell aka mcduck aka mcdallas how are you (laughs)
15: <laughs> I uh, yes, I have many names, don't I? <laughs> a many, woman many of
0: many names. names. So we're here at Brighton SEO. We're talking about SEO horror stories, but you're a podcaster as well as an SEO. I am. So we've been talking a lot about like link building horror stories. We get that kind of like blind outreach rubbish. That yes. They just don't know what they're talking about. Yes. Sounds like you have a similar kind of podcast yes. story, right?
15: So when you have a podcast or a platform people are eager to get on, right? They're like, oh yes, like got a platform to talk and it's great, right? Um, but I'm, I'm a bit of a podcast addict, so the SEO mindset is my fourth one.
0: I know the feeling, mate. I think we bonded over that very yes. much, yeah.
15: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and it blows my mind that I, st- I get pitched for SEO SAS, and I know full well that they're not listening then <laughs> they have no idea what my podcast or what the podcast is about not had to listen at all uh, because SEO SES ended like two years ago (laughs) and they're pitching for something like, oh, you're doing really great stuff with the podcast. Love this, love that. And I'm like, well, if you (laughs) loved it so much, you would have known that SEO SES. You would have paid attention. Amazing show. Big shout out to Hannah Bryce. Uh, who was my co-host. That came to a natural end in the SEO mindset. But I get pitched and it's just getting pitches from, and you can, it's always from, it's not from the guest either. It comes from their like, uh, like a what would you call it? Like a, a talent manager. Or oh, sure, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone yeah. doing it like for them. Like a thing. And yeah. they also
10: agents, uh, maybe. An agent,
15: yeah. and they always go on about like how great this person is, and hmm. like, I get it, like all all for. We, we get these for promo. social candor
0: as well, yeah. And it's, it's
15: just like. I just want a, like a person, because yeah. like, my um, my podcast is similar to yours. It's like it's casual, chatty, yeah. laid back. Like I don't want someone based. Like I want someone for like a an interaction where we can be open and honest and stuff. So, yeah. uh, so does that class as a
0: yeah that, that cold manufactured stuff? I think it's really similar. We've heard stories about like like I said that cold outreach, yeah. link building rubbish that doesn't actually mean like hello news team, please share my story or whatever. It's like oh, and God. I think
15: it's, and also. Uh, with the S E O S A S, someone got me wrong and mistook me for Hannah. Oh, nice. So, uh, yeah, it's all all fun and games. (laughs) All fun and games. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Well, thank you, Sarah. I think this one is probably the most similar to some of the stories we'll be talking about in the second half, where people don't know what the hell they're asking you to link to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But they want the links. And this is a great way for us to also talk about why we're here. Stéphanie, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm a designer. <laughs> I'm not
2: even an SEO person, <laughs> but I have a blog, <laughs> which means I have SEO people trying to sneak their stuff in, which becomes spooky and creepy
1: quite and often. And we decided to basically write the link building, the citizen's field guide on smashing, because we wanted to, people to understand why they are getting so many nonsensical requests in the wrong language, copy-pasted, confused. There's a reason. There's lots of reasons. There's a whole parallel universe of links.
0: I will put a link to that article in the show notes, by the way, listeners, if you do want to read that in full before we get to all of Stephanie's horror stories in the second half. Next up, we have the one, the only, Martin Splitt from Google. He ended up turning to... Scripture, huh? Huh? Eh? To get rid of a haunted crawl. <laughs> hey, Martin split how are you? Pretty good. How are you doing? All right, thanks. Yeah, it's it's been a bit crazy. I think you're number thirty six of my interviews 36 over the last two days. Oh my god! It's okay, mad.
16: You're a machine. Yeah, yeah. Holy it's been moly. it's been crazy. A machine. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, we're here to talk about SEO
16: horror stories, yes. and
0: you hyped it up to me earlier. Yes. I've got one, so yes. I'm intrigued already. Yes.
16: <laughs> so it's about a haunted website that had oh. a no index without having a no index on Ooh. it. Oh, yes, a ghost man. of a no index. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That was an interesting one. So. Someone reached out to me um, publicly on Twitter that they are seeing a website not being indexed and that our testing tools would say it's because of a no-index and they have checked a bazillion times and they reassured me that I had really, really checked and there is no no-index on the page. And I said, yeah, yeah. Like, everyone keeps saying that <laughs> and then there's a no-index on the page. Let's have a look. So I used the testing tools and using the testing tools, I saw no no-index. But the testing tool said... The page, not the, not the live test, but the actual normal test that they had on the screenshot on, from, from Google Search Console. That said, it's not being indexed because of a noindex tag in the header of the page. Right. I did then go into the source code and into the rendered HTML in my browser to not see any sign of a noindex, okay. which is not necessarily something surprising yeah. because it might only be happening for Google infrastructure doing it. So I then used our internal debugging tools to render the page again. <laughs> and there it was. Interesting. There was a no index. Interesting. And I said, ha, ha, ha. So there is a no index on this page. But why can't I see it in the testing tools, in the public testing tools? I used mobile-friendly tests. So I ran the internal test again, and it was gone. So what do you think happened there? I have no idea. Me neither. Okay, so I good. needed to dig a little <laughs> deeper. And I, I was honestly thinking I'm seeing things. And I believed at this, it wasn't Were you just kind of screenshot, screenshot,
0: screenshot. That's, screenshot, that's yeah. kind of what happened. And I,
16: I, I believed and the guy was like, no, 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 no. I, I, I really tested and there was nothing here. I'm like, I know, <laughs> I seen the screenshots. I could see that it's not there e- either myself with my own two eyes on my own machine on like I've seen it too but I'm not imagining things there is a no index in the screenshot do you see it and he's like yeah of course I see but I, I swear to God it wasn't there like five minutes ago I'm like I know and you know what, what's worse about this and he's like no what could be worse than seeing a no index that I haven't seen before I'm like it's gone again it's like no way I'm like I, yes way was I it on a know. timer
0: was it like every five minutes so like- no not. It was okay.
16: very, very random. So okay. I basically wrote myself a script that used our crawling infrastructure every couple of minutes to right. actually make like hundreds of crawls right. to that URL. And every now and then, I would see the noindex. And interestingly enough, roughly, not exactly, but roughly 10 times out of 100 crawls. It's like eight times, nine times. 11 times, 12 times, but it was pretty much, and I was like, okay, I'll let let that run for like a day and see what happens. (laughs) Statistically speaking, it was always around 10%. And I'm like, that that is too specific to be random. That's gotta
0: be a pattern, right? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it must be some sort of a
16: pattern. So I looked at it again. I looked at the entire site and I literally went through it line by line (laughs) through the HTML. (laughs) I'm not kidding you. And then I see this optimized JS. Interesting. And I'm like, wait. Isn't that A B testing? <laughs> Wait, so ax- I asked, accidentally A B testing. Yeah, I asked <laughs> the person, like, so are you doing A B test? And he's like, well, every now and then, yes, but not at the time. I'm like, you sure you disabled that? And Have you like, just yeah, left it yeah, yeah, yeah. switched off? Re- no, no, we removed. <laughs> or like, there's no running <laughs> test. Like, but why is optimize still there? Well, we might run a test in the future. I'm like, mm, out of curiosity, could you remove that? <laughs> so they did. And I ran my experiment again, and look at that—the new index was ah, gone. Ah, there you go. But this entire process made me question my own mental <laughs> sanity, my mental health, and also made them question theirs nice. multiple times. Yeah. And this was a process of like two days, basically. <laughs> and I—I was—I was convinced there was something in our infrastructure that was acting up, but it wasn't. So. That was a bit of a horror story because yeah. it makes you very, very nervous because not, not just you don't know where it comes from, but you can also not explain it to yeah, the person yeah, asking yeah. you. And, and they, they get nervous and, and <laughs> scared about it because they're like, oh, my God, Martin is going to think I'm an idiot. <laughs> no, I'm not because I've seen the, my own two eyes yeah, on, yeah. on my machine happening. So, uh, so yeah, that was some awesome. Some mixture of optimized JS and the CDN, I think. Yeah. Is, but uh, yeah. Interesting. Like I said, a ghost yeah. of a no index. Ghost of a no index. <laughs> it haunted us. Amazing. For a couple of days. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, man.
1: A/B testing genuinely made him question his mental health. That's how yeah. bad the story was. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, all that was heard it
0: with Martin seconds before he went on the main stage at Brighton as well. So he was like stressful. But he was like, I need to tell this story. <laughs>
1: And we all heard it and went, this one is the winner. This one is yeah. the most <laughs> intense horror story in SEO land.
0: <laughs> it helps that Martin is such a fantastic storyteller as well. He's just got that way with, with words, right?
1: <laughs> um, as a side note, um, Stephanie and I have been hanging out with Martin for quite a few years. And if you ever meet Martin Split at a conference, do not hesitate to stop him. And tell him that Miriam and Stephanie sent you to ask about the dying, 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 (laughs) dying cactus. It will make you lose your mind. He will start laughing uncontrollably and have to tell you the story.
0: Uh, Next time I see Martin, I'm definitely asking about the dying, dying, dying
1: (laughs) cactus. No, no, there's a fourth. Dying. Oh, sorry, four dying.
2: Dying. Yeah. (laughs) Really wanted to be that, that cactus, definitely. It
1: wasn't meant. It wasn't meant for this for world. This
2: world, no. No.
0: I almost enjoy the story more without the context. You know, you two just saying like, that cactus was not meant <laughs> for this world. I don't need I to know wish... any more information. It's perfect. I, it's like
1: I can tell you the context. We were all innocently trying to play multilingual Canadian cards against humanity. That's already a feat in and of itself. And yeah. the cactus kept interrupting by committing suicide. <laughs> I think I, have a,
2: I even think I have a video of Martin just laughing so loud.
1: <laughs> Perfect.
0: Oh my God. Next up, we have a PPC horror story. That's right. We're not just SEO and design here on this episode. We are diving into the world of PPC from the one and only Azeem. Azeem tells a story of inflated clicks that were coming from inside the house. Hahaha. <laughs> How are you, sir? Hello. Very well, thank you. How Welcome are you? To the show. I'm a big fan of you and your podcast and- Thank you very much. Various other things you've been up to in the digital marketing world.
17: <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Azeem Digital Asks Podcast, shameless plug. Yeah,
0: shameless. I saw your stickers on the hand dryers last time. <laughs> you sneaky, sneaky marketer. I'll be honest, they're there now. <laughs> <laughs> Do they get taken off and then put back on every six months? I've been here since Tuesday and I thought, right, I'll, I will- Oh, uh... you pre-loading men's toilets with stickers?
17: yeah yeah nice yeah uh that's not a euphemism <laughs> <laughs> but now um I put it's it a bad reputation to have mate and they're still there and <laughs> i thought bloody hell this is uh this is good good marketing and then randomly i'm waffling now in true podcaster style somebody uh we were at dinner the other night and this guy said to me oh you've you've got the purple background i going. saw your face in the men's <laughs> toilets. <laughs> no he didn't say that he's like you're the purple background <laughs> guy. i was like what do you mean uh, and he pulled out his phone and he showed me he was subscribed to the podcast. And I was like, boom. Purple background guy. Nice. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> um, but yeah, i no, massively digressed. Thank you very much for having me. I'm a big fan. Absolute pleasure. But I was talking about SEO horror stories.
0: We've talked about link building horror stories. You've teased me with a PPC horror story. Yeah. I'm intrigued by We don't often get PPC stuff, but I'm not a PPC person myself, so I'm always intrigued to kind of Good dip stuff. my toe in that world and see what's going on, so... Hit me with your stories. I'm
17: happy to share this, but I'm going to give you uh, a bit of context beforehand in saying uh, I, I froze and couldn't think of an SEO horror story. <laughs> and you said to me, I've had a perfect career with no issues at all, yeah. which is absolutely not true. <laughs> uh, but the pressure of the bright lights got to me. So I'll give you a PPC one and I'll uh, give it a further context by saying this particular horror story happened while I was very junior and new to PPC. I didn't understand how it all worked. I had a client who sold uh, products that you can wear on your head, which right. is all I'll say. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, very Like seasonal. headlamps for miners and stuff, right? Potentially. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and the market was very, very competitive, very seasonal, depending on the weather. People would purchase these products. So whenever the weather was a certain way, PPC would go through the roof. Sometimes you, I couldn't respond quick enough, as a human, in putting things into PPC. Like,
7: oh, <laughs> increase the bits, stay competitive, yeah.
17: etc. So I found a script, basically, which ba- uh, it increased the maximum value I was prepared to pay for a click by a pound every so often. Um, and I was like, great, this will do the job. I won't have to do it again. It's very much a set and forget horror story. So I left it um, and I didn't check the small print of the uh, script. I just nice. thought this will do the job for me. <laughs> And every, this was going on for a while, by the way. Uh, And I will say again, I was very junior in the industry. (laughs) Every so often the client would say, you know, we've noticed that costs have gone up a bit. The market's getting more expensive. And me, I was like, I'm not really sure why, but it's really competitive. Everyone's prices are going (laughs) up. Uh, To to, to save a very boring ending to the story, the cause of everybody's price going up was me. (laughs) Uh, I let that script run uh, continuously, I think, at one point. Uh, it was at maybe 65 or 66 pound so more than what the actual product was worth Wow but I also discovered in doing this that one of our competitors had implemented the same script so between had, us... had they
0: nicked it from you or? I don't know oh, okay okay
17: <laughs> but between us uh, we were responsible for like massive... Click cost inflation in the market, <laughs> and uh, I'm a terrible, terrible person who is all the more richer (pun intended) yeah. uh, for that experience. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You
0: didn't have to like put
17: the competitor
0: out of business or anything like that. Or... No, oh, no, no, that's a shame. No. We
17: were very we had a very open line of communication, and we discovered well they knew they had a script in place, but they just thought the market in general was competitive. And I was like, well, hands up. <laughs> It's pretty competitive, but... (laughs) kind of done a a boo-boo here. Nice. Sorry. Uh... (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you, mate. Thank you very (laughs) much. Lovely to finally podcast with you. Yeah, man. Thanks very much.
0: (laughs) I love this story from Azim that somehow built a loop between him and his competitor where they just ruined the entire industry, basically.
1: (laughs) So, last but not least, the talented Alizé Baudet and she is one of, of our compatriotes, as we say, an international SEO, but based in France. And she has a white label ghost story. What happens when you are a consultant who's given all, and I mean all the Google Docs, Google Slides, pay slips, client data. It's all at your fingertips for absolutely no good reason.
0: Well, hello, hello. Elisa Bordes. How are you?
18: I'm great. How are you? All
0: right, thanks. Yeah. well, the end of Brighton SEO. Yes. And I've heard you have a horror story for a Halloween episode of the podcast.
18: I have a bit of a horror story. Okay, I'm which ready. Which might be common practice for some people. So I hope this will change <laughs> some... I hope processes, it is. <laughs> internal processes. Fingers crossed. So I worked with a client once who is an agency. Uh, so I was yeah subcontracting for an agency, and they didn't want their client to know I was working with them. So I needed access to Google Analytics, Google Search Console to do the audit and everything. And what they did is that they gave me their agency email address, Gmail address. Right. They sent me the password in clear by mail. Nice. I got everything, I got easy to connect, and then I got access to the entirety of their client's data for the past 10 years. Not just the client's to everything,
0: everything. amazing.
18: All the Google Drive, all the Google Docs, (laughs) all the strategies, all the spreadsheets. There's folders full of pay slips and stuff. Everything, nice. nice. And then I worked again with them, so I told them it was a a bit weird, but I went with it because we needed to get the audit done. And I worked with them again, like a year later or something, I did a work like a job with them, and they were like, "Yeah, we, we don't see the same data as you do." So like, yeah, but I don't have access to Search Console, so I did it. I did what I could with yeah. what I had. Like, yeah, you do have access. You have the Gmail account. Like, no, I deleted it two months after our collaboration, as per anybody should do in yeah, that case. Yeah, normal just data so protection. I don't. <laughs> leak all the data (laughs) of all your clients for the past 10 years (laughs) if ever my pc gets hacked or if ever anyone gets access to my email because the email password wasn't clear in the email so yeah please if you do this stop
0: (laughs) stop so yeah i think you're right that that has happened more than people would like to admit
18: yes (laughs) please stop
0: (laughs) please stop giving people access to absolutely everything
18: for the past 10 years and what i was saying too um is that They also have several clients in the same niche.
0: Oh, interesting.
18: Because they're specialized in the niche. Right, yeah. So if that data got leaked, it could actually ruin several companies in the same niche. Imagine the mess.
0: So an entire industry comes crashing down.
18: Absolutely. (laughs) I mean, too much power. And too much responsibility for (laughs) one email with a clear password in it. Definitely.
0: (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much.
18: You're welcome. Thanks.
0: So those were some highlights from Brighton SEO, from various people Miriam and I th- threw mics at, essentially <laughs> just thrust our bright pink microphones in their faces and they were happy there, to share stories
10: with us.
1: There are two things in this world that give me the confidence of a mediocre white man in tech. And that is a clipboard and a hot pink microphone. The clipboards are very hard to find nowadays. And um, Lisa from the Google team, Looked everywhere for them, and we have our very own clipboards. Mine is like a Google approved clipboard, and now I have unlimited resources in terms of confidence. <laughs> <laughs> you can give me like a restaurant takeout menu, and I will put it on the clipboard and walk through a, an SEO conference like I belong. This is fine. I'm no longer anxious.
0: That's all you need. Yes. <laughs> Also, I hope you enjoyed, listeners, those a cavalcade of wonderful and weird SEO horror stories from a variety of special guests. And uh, should we start talking about some link-building horror stories? Why we have you here, Stephanie, since you are full of Ooh. the <laughs> horror stories.
2: <laughs> to, to tell you the level, like, no, the foot of my website, what does it say? So it says... Also note that I do not accept guest blogs and artificial link building. Don't expect answers for those. And since no one reads this, if you still send me a request for that, you legally owe me a sushi. I don't make the rules. (laughs) (laughs) So that's at the bottom of my way. A guy stole it and changed sushi to burgers. I'm like, okay, I guess it's fun if he stole it. But yeah, anyway, um, I think I sent my PayPal link for... uh, three or four times already for sushi. I'm still waiting for the sushi
1: money. But...
0: <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day.
1: This story was told. Again, I can't hope, you know, like... This story was told on Twitter and John was like, but we have crypto for this. You could indeed get paid in sushi. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, it took me a while to understand that uh, the sushi was the name of the crypto. I'm like, no, I want actual sushi raw fish. More <laughs> value. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I sent... Um... Yeah, exactly. I send the PayPal link with a screenshot of my photo to do those people who still try. Like, oh, nice. Send me sushi. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe someone will at
1: some point. So without further ado, I have to ask you about the real, yeah, the real estate. <laughs> Stephanie Walster story. Like <laughs> that real estate woman does exist. She is a doppelganger and she has wrecked havoc on your life. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: so I I think I ended up in you know
2: like one of those marketing lists so they have my uh, an old email account I don't use anymore. They found my company email. Uh, some of those idiots found my email at my client so I got some demands for link building even on my client's email list i'm like what the fuck no one has this email outside of internal people you know so i don't know how they did that but yeah anyway and so there's this definitely Walter and uh oh that's perfect for halloween i forgot she did she's a real estate agent and she did a podcast on something called life blood <laughs> i have no idea what the podcast is about and i got these people from can i say the name because they really suck Pathos Communications. I don't know who they are. If you listen, I'm sorry, but I asked you to remove me four times. So at some point
1: fired.
0: Yeah. Name and shame, Stephanie.
2: (laughs) I send them like, I replied four times already, like, remove me from your email stuff. You just, like, keep sending me the same message. So they send me a message to say, oh, we really like your podcast, blah, blah, blah. Uh, we want to help you go global and uh, help you with your media coverage. We don't invoice me stuff like that please contact us and so the first time i'm like what the hell is lifeblood podcast like maybe i did a podcast and it changed name and all of that <laughs> so i checked and no they wanted to reach out stephanie walter so they're like okay i have this tool I bought. i, I bought some <laughs> emails i was like let's input stephanie walter in the tool oh i found one <laughs> let's send him the send her the stuff and i replied w-. the first time i was on this, i'm like oh i think you're looking for this person the real estate agent that's not me please remove Mail, mail from the list. Second time, I went like, come on, <laughs> I've already asked you. And then they emailed me like two more times. For well, now, they haven't emailed me anymore. But uh, it's I think they will be back in two or three months or something. I like think that. they ran out of lifeblood. I don't know. It's the same email and all of that. So I wonder if this lady gets messages from people who want to do UX work. <laughs> and she's like, who the hell is that bitch? <laughs> <laughs> like, wh- wh- What's even UX? <laughs> what do you want with me? <laughs> I'm a real estate agent, you know so yeah having a double ganger, maybe she hates me because everyone then con- it might be complicated for SEO if you try to rank uh, if you have someone that has a, a good website and stuff but, uh,
1: but yeah you want to hear a story about autocorrect in real life I used to work for a company called Ting and we were right next to Tang and we always had candidates for traditional print marketing walking through our doors going we are ready to make posters for you and we were like we are a development center we are confused and after a little (laughs) while we understood we looked at them and we went tank tank and they're like what do you mean we're like no we don't want you to tank the interview we want you to go to tank we are tink. You need to go to tank. <laughs> so obviously this led to tink tank jokes and that did not help. Did, <laughs> did either company move? Ten years later, the problem is still happening. They are renting the offices, but they are hanging on waiting for the other one to leave.
2: <laughs> <I'm> either- <laughs> We had that. I was working for uh, Alza Création in France. And you have a pastry brand, Alza. It's basically uh, cooking stuff, like um, uh, baking powder, stuff like that. And there was one guy. It's a web agency website. So (laughs) kind of, how can you get confused? There's nothing about pastry on this website. Anyway, he found... (laughs) To our website, and he sent a very angry email demanding why we removed. I don't remember which type of custard for his small, in his smaller shop somewhere in the middle of Brittany <laughs> or somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, "What? <laughs> Come on!" that. Uh, what do you want to reply to that? I,
1: and <laughs> this happened so often that we ended up with a topic. Um, well, a real horror story. The yeah, so we found a dead link, and we'd like to replace it for you. We we, we can swap out the dead body online. Let us do it. Care to tell us more?
2: <laughs> I don't know who taught like people that, but they basically like a. Uh... I admit that I don't check the the dead links on my website every few months or something like that. I have a caller and I usually remove them um, sometimes when I I kind of remember to do that. But then there's like people who say, oh, this link or often links to a competitor or something. And then they come to me, they say, oh, this is dead. But since I told you it was dead, maybe you could replace it with the link to my own content. I was like,
1: so usually I just don't reply. (laughs) I remove the dead link and... See, Bye, because it, it, you're nice. When people do this to me, ah. I go on Twitter, and I'm like, some twat waffle tried this technique with me. <laughs> and I'm an SEO. So here is my dead link. Do any of my followers have a replacement link to recommend? And usually, that's the link I update it with. And then I send an email saying, thank you very much for bringing this to my attention. It has been replaced. <laughs> Bye. No, yeah, that's, uh,
2: I kind of understand the opportunity, but it's really nice. Just, yeah. It's like super generic stuff. And then when you look at the content, it's very, it's basically soup, you know. It doesn't bring any, uh, any value or something like that. But I get that more and more. So I don't know if it's like design school who tell their students, oh, you should guest blog. On other people's blog, and then uh, to make me make a name of yourself or something like that. But the thing is, my website is literally my name. It's like it has my face on it. <laughs> That's <laughs> high level egotistic, you know? It's like it's my personal website. It would be super weird to have a guest, bo- a guest blog post from someone. And also, like the people, they come to read my content in a sense of like my advice and stuff like that. So I, I would understand, like, if you have a, uh, an open publication, like we published on Smashing Magazine, for instance. So yeah, of course, it's a publication, multiple authors. They will accept guest blog posts, but why would you go and bother someone who has literally their website is their name, is their brand? It's like I don't even know if someone who has their own website will accept guest blog posts or something like that. No, so. no, no.
1: For me, it's really weird. Wait, the best ones are for the French portions of our personal website. <laughs> we love it, Stephanie and I, when people send us emails going, hello, lovely to meet you. This link would be perfect in your article. And you're like, hello, my article is in French. Your link is in English, Portuguese, Spanish. <laughs> we are confused.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was Spanish. And then I have the guy who insists. Like one guy really wanted to put some backlinks here somewhere, and it was Upwork blog, and I was like, or monster. So it was clearly like not at all my theme or anything. So I just sent him the the email from a, like we, I have a default template where I explain, okay, Miren and I and I we wrote this article on Smashing. I do I don't do artificial link building and guest blog posts. And then I have a good day. And the guy just went uh, like stalk me on social media mm-hmm. and send an email where he was clearly referencing stuff I said in the last two
1: weeks on my Twitter
2: oh, profile. That's weird.
1: No no, that's the I will take no for an answer person.
2: Yeah, that's uh but yeah, it was about the the link building, and like I was like, no, that's super creepy. <laughs> Please don't do that ever again to anyone. On the
1: internet? <laughs> you know, we try to avoid bots and copy paste, but this type of tailored harassment is not something we want from a human either. Huh? So please refrain from that.
2: Also, it would not convince me to add your shitty link to my website. <laughs>
10: so
1: why would you do that? Well, again. Once again, it's the desperate housewives, <laughs> I mean, sorry, desperate SEOs that will try to sneak in some links no matter what happens. And sometimes they try to entice you with a return link to nowhere. Take it away, Stéphanie, because you've had a lot of those. Well, they're like, oh, we will share your content with our non-existent audience in the wrong language and the wrong industry.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So that's the carrot technique. Like, we would love to put a link to, uh, if you could, like, put a link to this content that's totally not related to your content. And uh, in exchange, we will share your content with our followers, Mm -hmm. or we will uh, put you on our blog. I'm like, well, uh, again, (laughs) I don't do artificial link building, and I certainly don't want to have poor quality links coming towards my website. It's like a big no-no, so... Always? Nope.
1: <laughs> and um, there's also Creepy Chris we need to talk about.
0: Oh, this this is, might be my favorite. I'm not going to lie. Creepy Chris is my favorite.
2: Uh, yeah, I think Creepy Chris was was the stalker who was like, oh, I hope your conference goes well into two days and to still try to convince me to put his
1: shitty links. Yes, and that answer was so creepy.
0: Yeah, it's just, just an instant rad, red flag and to... to Sneak a little bit behind the scenes here and read a little bit of this email. My name is Christopher or Chris, if you prefer. Instant red flag, instant creep, like <laughs> makes my skin crawl. Like, well, no, don't. Weird, creepy, straight away.
1: And what I love is that his creativity has been ignited by Stephanie. <laughs> he, he is going all out for this. And he's proposing email marketing techniques. Or viral marketing techniques, and once again, Stephanie specialized in user experience, and that's nothing to do with marketing <laughs> without a budget.
0: So I I love his little. It's sort of ways the yeah, I love his little moment of like, yeah, I'd love to get in contact with the team, and your your reply is the team is my brain. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I am the team. Often, Go I do
2: the same.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and no... <laughs> Me, my plans. W- what I loved is, even if my whole team is basically composed of a cat, a girl blowing soap bubbles, and a man who feeds the cat, all of those people <laughs> are in my brain. But it's a complex one-woman operation <laughs> with a lot of side effects. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, sometimes I just have fun answering. But often they just vanish, so maybe that's my problem, like... I think Chris took, his, uh, took it as a, oh, she's a fun lady. I can keep the conversation flowing by showing her I her Twitter account. I yes. Like, nope.
1: So this was a challenge accepted. The answer was it's so nice to know that you have a diverse team and that you have found <laughs> your Michelle Visage to your RuPaul. <laughs> Are you getting ready for your mobile UX design workshop on the 6th of March? Will it be available online? Yes. Uh, Nice article at Smashing Magazine. SU Audit is very important to ensure that everything is under control. Yeah, so that article wasn't Stephanie. It was me, but thank you, Chris.
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So now he gets me and Miriam confused.
0: (laughs) He even includes a little picture of his face at the end of his email. Always a good sign.
1: (laughs) At least it's a podcast. We are not screencasting his face to the entire internet. (laughs)
10: <laughs> that, yeah, that
0: is indeed. a link i will not include in the show notes listeners sorry <laughs>
2: <laughs> ah that's the thing i have a dropbox full of strange things people talk, talk i about. love
0: that you just have them all saved in a dropbox ready to go you were you were built for this podcast ready yeah. to go
1: <laughs> we, always. we have screenshots of all of this and there <clears throat> there is one i want to talk about it still lives rent free in our heads Stéphanie, do you remember the wooden sausages?
2: <laughs> That's a cry for help. <laughs> so at some point, I don't know if it was spam or I have no idea, I got random emails with three words, completely randomly chosen. And the whole content of the email was just wooden cotton sausage. That's it. What?
0: <laughs> what a weird combination of That's syllables. That's the whole email. <laughs>
2: yeah Dude, that was a whole email like, email yeah the whole email maybe someone trying to contact us from the grave i don't know <laughs> i and i get a bunch of those and it just stopped
1: so i don't know <laughs>
2: but,
0: i'm googling wooden cotton sausages no don't right
1: now. you were playing into their game i do not know
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm wondering actually if it's if it's a strategy you know they send you random stuff and uh, sometimes on linkedin you get Random people sending you new links and maybe hoping you click or something. So I don't know. Maybe it's a new SEO strategy, which is sent to random keywords to people who are hoping they Google for it or I don't know.
0: As far as I can tell, nothing. It's nothing's come up low. for wooden cotton sausages. So there's some Etsy pages of people selling like wooden sausages for like display purposes, but nothing... There's a place called Co- There's a place called <laughs> Cotton Butchers that sell sausages. Apparently,
1: wait, 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 wait! W- wooden sausages for display? Please, can you use that in context? Can you use that in a sentence?
0: <laughs> we have uh, quite a lot of like historical things here in Norwich, where you have like a fake medieval like setup thing, and it's got all like, oh look, it's medieval food, but it's all plastic or whatever. They're fake sausages. And and butchers have this as well. They, like, hang fake sausages outside the front of the shop.
1: Wait, you are talking to us about a fake medieval sausage, and that's traditional for you?
0: Traditional is a strong word, (laughs) but sure.
1: We are finally understanding a bit more about these wooden cotton sausages emails. This has been a mystery for years.
0: Could the cotton be, like, you know, you sometimes get sausages in, like, a little like net like a little again i'm a lifelong vegetarian i'm a bad example talking about sausages so i don't know much about sausages but i'm trying to make sense of the phrase wooden cotton sausages in my brain so
1: (laughs) i could use it in a sentence that will creep all of us out is that your wooden cotton sausage or are you just happy to see us
0: (laughs) i thought we were (laughs) we're trying to keep this safe for work
10: it
1: is safe (laughs) it's wooden cotton uh, <laughs> the subject
2: was chair, and then the message is incredible wooden sausages.
0: Incredible wooden sausages.
2: That's it again. The only way. <laughs> I'm. I don't know whether do you insulted that. Yes,
1: please. Sounds good.
0: <laughs> Send me some, please.
1: What I love about this is that
2: I have a story about that. I've Every read. time
1: I complain <laughs> about link outreach. Um, I have um, Marco on Twitter, who's an amazing SEO, always cosplaying an outreach link builder going, Dear sir or ma'am, amazing backlinks, high quality for you today now. (laughs) And it started such a thing that I now (laughs) go on LinkedIn whenever I have to seriously add someone. And my message to them usually is, will you buy a kilo of my fresh organic backlinks from the backyard? <laughs> and then depending on the answer, I know if I have a friend or someone who is very confused about my personality and the SEO industry.
0: Well, I've just sent you a link hey, in nice. the chat that says it's 10 foot long and weighs three tons. A Welsh butcher unveils Britain's biggest banger. It is in fact a giant, incredible wooden sausage.
1: Just for the record, the alt attribute of this image that I'm seeing in front of me is a smug, white, bald man in front of a 10-foot long sausage that is made out of wood. And there is a happy young man holding a chainsaw aloft next to the sausage. This is bigger than I ever thought.
0: It's 10 foot long and weighs three tons. That is an incredible wooden sausage right there. Maybe we maybe we finally found it. The, the mystery has been solved.
1: The incredible it wooden sausage. just
0: took a crazy butcher in Wales to do it.
1: I have to talk about a few um, link building um, conspiracy theories that I have. So one of Ooh. them is that all the emails that I get are from maybe the same person with different aliases, <laughs> because it's just so generic. It can't be multiple people doing this. It has to be a one man band or a one human band. And it's very interesting to see. It's my second conspiracy theory. I don't think the link building folks on LinkedIn are the same as the ones that happen to end up in my inbox. Mm. I think they're a different breed. Because what they will try to do on LinkedIn is have a similar school to yours or have something that is interesting. And they will go up to you and try to initiate human contact for about half a second before going, I also sell links. And it's like, no, you only sell links. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Hi, we breathe the same air and live on the same planet. Should we connect? Oh, by the way, I also said link.
1: Yes. and (laughs) Something like that. We have bets where I will go on Twitter and ask people, would you trust someone whose job title includes SEO, but S is capital and then EO is not? And people are like, you have to be more accepting. I mean, not everyone speaks English. I'm like, that's not the question. I'm telling you, this person is going to try to sell me links, and then a few folks gave me hope in humanity. I said yes, I accepted. He wanted to sell links right away.
0: Of course, yeah, I'm with you, Miriam. Absolutely, don't trust that lowercase Thank EOS you. type stuff.
1: <laughs> if you can't autocorrect, like if you can't beat your own autocorrect for LinkedIn purposes you're getting nowhere in terms of acronyms and nowhere in terms of my inbox. And I think this concludes our um, SEO link building horror stories for this year.
0: Absolutely. This was our Halloween spooktacular. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you, Stephanie, for joining (laughs) me. It's been a pleasure. Where can people find you both across the internet? I'll start off with you, Miriam. Where's the best place to find you? And don't worry, all the links for all this stuff, of course, will be in the show notes listeners before you even ask.
1: Oh, terrible at promoting myself. So if you want, you can take on my LinkedIn. So it's linkedin.com slash in slash Miriam Gessier. And if you don't know how to spell this, check the podcast notes. You can find me there in French, so may Translate help you. And you will also find me snarking about the platform in English. But (laughs) if you want to see my real personality outside of corporate SEO trainer, head on to Twitter where I literally shitpost and it's grandiose. You're not wrong. One last thing. <laughs> if you actually do need my help and want to invoke me, please ignore it's Twitter all black unless candles, you have. Right? Oh, I'm going to need like a royal purple Create candle for that. Create a summoning circle. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But you can also head on over to pragm.co. Um, so it's P R A G M dot co. And you can send me an email from there saying, Myriam. I have the slight issue. Maybe you can point me in the right direction. So I will do that happily for free if it's easy for me. If you are asking me to train a team of 15 developers, I will do it gladly, but I do require income for that.
0: (laughs) And if it's not enough incentive to go to your website, there are fantastic pictures of your dog on your website as well, so.
1: I have a miniature wiener dog on there everywhere.
0: She is adorable. That is worth going to the website alone. No offense to, you, you know, the program, uh, <laughs> SEO skills and SEO training. Blah, 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 blah. Most importantly, dog photos. That's that's the key.
1: The tiny sausage, tiny sausage dog. dog. Yes.
0: That's the most important thing.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and she does participate in my trainings. She does show up. She sits down next to me and um, will proceed to fort. So horribly it's a stench from hell so i end up crying on this on screen with my students watching me and they're like are you okay i'm like no i'm not no i'm not and they're like what happened are you are you are you in distress i'm like yes i am my dog farted on me and it's not possible for me to continue <laughs> allow me to turn off the camera for a bit so i can wipe my eyes and move away from the stench <laughs>
0: Well. Steph, how about you? <laughs> I, tried to, I tried to think of a segue and I was like, no, I don't want to.
2: <laughs> I can't stop the dog. Uh, I don't have a dog, but. Uh, so, yeah, I'm Stephanie Walter Pro on LinkedIn because there's a lot of Stephanie Walters in, the, in as, the world. As we've learned, yeah. <laughs> yes, we've learned. <laughs> And I'm Walter Stephanie on Twitter because The Other Way Around was already taken and I'm still pissed about that. But was it taken by so your
0: evil real estate doppelganger? No,
2: it's it was taken... It hasn't been used in 10 years or something like that. Oh, so no. I don't
1: think you can ask Boom. to get it. She ran out of lifeblood. No more lifeblood. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, that's the thing. So And the website is stephaniewalter.design. I have a weekly uh, newsletter so I basically publish a lot on Twitter and LinkedIn about things I read I found interesting tools mostly design front end sometimes SEO and marketing when uh, I think I find some fun and interesting things and then uh, at the end of the week i gather all the link i posted uh, during the the week and put it on my blog so that in two or three months when i will be like oh wait what was that tool again i can just use my own search so i think i'm the number one user of (laughs) the search (laughs) on my own website to find again links i posted before well you've
0: built your own index
1: I yeah, I do have to exactly. say something. So after this, I'm pretty sure quite a few people will use your search bar to look up wooden cotton sausage. So you may end up tracking this. <laughs> <laughs> keep an could.
0: keep an eye That's on your cool. analytics, Steph, and see if see if wooden cotton sausage suddenly is fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's growing. So yeah, the links are on the blog, and then I have a newsletter where, if you subscribe, I will send you the they're like a reminder like hey there's a new article and here's all your link for the week so
0: yeah fantastic perfect well thank you so much both for joining me thank you everyone for listening hopefully you're appropriately terrified this time of year since this episode does literally come out i get it comes out in the morning so it's a little bit less spooky maybe like (laughs) save it until the evening and listen to it in the dark light some candles (laughs) get the ambiance going
1: very nice attempt. There you at go. bust
0: out some French for yeah. you both. You're welcome. We
1: appreciate the <laughs> ambiance. We need some
17: <laughs> candles.
2: Like next year, we need spooky SEO candles and sell, sell, send it to people to listen the podcast with. I,
0: I I know a guy who makes candles, so we 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 could, we could do that. <laughs> we could work on that. Nice, <laughs> Alex. If you're listening. We might want to do some spooky (laughs) SEO candles next year. Do
1: you like the, Alex, if you're listening, like you have a Ouija board or something going on?
0: Yeah, just controlling the the listeners now with the Ouija board. (laughs) Well, thank you everybody for listening. I'll be back next week with a considerably less spooky episode, unfortunately, (laughs) as it's November and it's far less scary. But thank you for listening and see you next week.